It's my uh, privilege, too, as we continue in worship, to introduce our speaker to you. And um, I wanted to see if anybody in here can uh, guess who this is. Yes, boom, right away. Yeah, Mr. Bell uh, this morning. Uh, it's my privilege. I've known him, uh, guys and gals, for uh, close to 17 years now and uh, worked closely with him for about 13 years. Um, I love working with Mark. You may or may not know this, uh, but he's a big part of what keeps this place running. As a senior maintenance technician, he builds, fixes, replaces, cleans, and responds to all sorts of chaos uh, that you guys create. Uh, Mark is a treasure trove of information, too, about projects. If I ever have anything that I'm working on or um, need advice on with regards to anything, projects or hunting or things of that nature, I go to Mark and uh, I pick his brain. Uh, so he's, he's uh, an incredible resource. When I have... Um, any kind of project at home, uh, he's my go-to guy. But most importantly, uh, you guys, you should know that this guy that uh, many of you know, and I, I know just in talking with a lot of you about, hey, do you know Mr. Bell? Um, a lot of you guys say, yeah, I really like Mr. Bell. And uh, that sums it up. He's a guy that uh, loves Jesus. He's a good man. I love seeing him in the halls because uh, it's a chance to interact with someone who's kind. He's a good listener. He's funny. He's honest. I'm hopeful uh, that you can be positioned this morning to receive just a little bit, um, to receive some of the things that I've been able to receive from my friendship uh, with Mark. So with that being said, um, let's welcome Mr. Mark Bell, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Ah, this is my senior class picture that was taken in June of 1975. After Brian asked me to speak, um, he sent me all these pictures that I, from the last time I spoke, and it really got me thinking because this was probably, shortly after that was the downfall of my life where I went down the rabbit hole of not good things. Um, I started using alcohol and drugs. This was my junior year, so my senior year in high school. Um, it was more about doing drugs, partying, all that good stuff. Um, then after I uh, got done with high school, I went to, uh, decided to go into the military. Um, so, um, I went in and uh, at that point of my life I was looking for change and wanted to try to straighten myself out um, but this happened to be just after Vietnam so the military was pretty lax and there was a lot of drugs and alcohol and all that going on and while I was in the military for four years also um, but the thing is, is that it's amazing how things happen in your life to draw you to those type of things. Um, after I got out of the military, I kind of got back into the same group of things. I hung out with the same group of people, um, did the same types of things. So... Now, the, the question is, how did I get there? You know, that's a good question. So, let's see if I can get this thing to work. There we go. So this 
I'm, a, I'm the one in the white shirt. It's my older brother, Tom. Um, about two years, maybe a year and a half after this picture was taken, my brother went home to be with the Lord. Um, he was sick his entire life, and he was such an inspiration to me because he was such a, a godly boy at that age. And um, he was one of the first liver transplants at the University of Minnesota in 1969, 68. Um, he lived for a couple of weeks afterwards. He did not die from the liver transplant. He had other complications. And this was kind of a turning point for me because back in those days, people didn't talk about anything. There, you didn't go talk to people. If you didn't do anything uh, bad to where you needed to go talk to anybody or see other people, um, they just think life is good and you carry on and all that. So needless to say, I wasn't the greatest brother either. Um, I was fortunate to have this is a picture of my family after my brother passed away. Obviously, I'm a little bit older. Um, so I have three sisters and a brother and both my parents. Um, in that picture, my father was my role model as I was growing up and even after my brother passed away. Um, it, you know, I learned how to deal with things with my dad. My dad was an alcoholic. Oh, and by the way, my name's Mark and I'm an alcoholic. Um, so, you know, I learned a lot from my dad, not only how to deal with not knowing what to do, but he taught me a lot. He was an auto mechanic by trade. I learned how to do things with my hands. I like to work hard. Um, but I learned, you know, my progression to where I ended up after in high school was learning from my dad how to cope with things and at that point in time I didn't really understand what I was why I was doing the things that I was doing and it's hard to understand even at this point because you know I made choices you know and, and choices are choices and we all make them the good thing is is that this wonderful person here my mother she comes up to me Oh, probably in, in May of 1983, I think it was. So from 75 to 1983, I was abusing drugs and alcohol just on a daily basis. You know, uh, it was bad. So one day in May, my mother comes up to me and, and asks me where she went wrong. That was like driving a knife into my heart because that's the one person that loves me more than God or as much as God does. So it took me a few days to process all this stuff. And I finally went to her and I told her that she raised me the best that she knew how. Um and that they were choices that I had made and that 
I apologize to her for being the way I was and the person that I was hurting. From that day, let's see, I have been sober since May of 1983. I have not touched a drop of alcohol. I haven't done any drugs. Um, I've had medical things done to me, and they want me to take pain medications, but I won't do it. I haven't had to at this point yet, but it's not a hole I want to go into ever again. And I don't think that hopefully I have the willpower to keep that up. So then, you know, so my life is getting better. I, I get on my knees after my mom did that, and I, because I was, I was raised in a Christian house. I went to church, got confirmed. I did all the things that you guys do. And I got on my knees after my mom straightened me out, and I asked God to help me. I said, Lord, I cannot do this on my own. I need your help. And I am a story that not many people can say because I gave up drugs and alcohol in a weekend and have never looked back. A lot of people can't do that. They fight with that demon for a long, long time. And uh, surprisingly enough, he took that burden away from me. Um, I since then, shortly thereafter, um, sat down with my mother and I apologized to her for making her feel the way that she did, did something wrong. And, you know, life was getting better. You know, I found purpose in life. And then it was shortly, let's see, I met my wife that same year, August 2nd, or no, October 2nd. Then we were married the following year in August. And then I was blessed to bring four great kids into this world. It's my daughter's wedding a while ago. My son Tom, that's Shannon, that's Tom, that's Rose. It's my son Stephen. Some of you probably know Stephen. He worked here for a little while. Um, you know, as a, as a parent, nobody said parenting was easy. Man, it's a tough job. So I, so I have four kids, and my middle two kids are on the autism spectrum. Um, my son, Tom, he always wanted to fit in. He didn't want to, he didn't want to be autistic anymore, but it's not something that you get rid of. Now he's come pretty much to grips with it and has accepted it. But one of the great things about Tom is when he was in high school, he played three sports. He played soccer, he played basketball, and he played baseball. Tom wasn't the most talented guy. He didn't get a lot of playing time. His senior year, the athletic director called me and says, hey, you gotta get Tom to come to the sports banquet. I says, why? Well, we just need him there. His classmates nominated, nominated him Athlete of the Year. And he wasn't the greatest. And then there's, you know, my girls. I've gone through as a parent, uh, get a phone call. Dad, I'm pregnant. I said, 
It's not a reason to get married. I says, we can work this out. doesn't matter. Um, you know, don't feel that you have to do something that you don't want to do. She ended up having a miscarriage, so wasn't a, you know, it's still a big deal, but, um, and I did ask her if I could share this, by the way. Um, and she, you know, she is married now. Um, she has four kids. I think that's the next one. So she has four kids. These are my grandkids. Um, Scout, Eli, Nora, and Abigail. Um, they are amazing kids. I love them. They live in Duluth. I go up there as much as I can. Actually, Scout turns 13 this weekend, so I'm going up to party. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that even all the great things that have happened in my life, um, it's amazing, but there's always things that keep coming up that you wonder why or, you know, you have to deal with, you know, how am I going to deal with things? How am I going to, how am I going to get through this? Do I, do I uh, go back to what I knew to deal with things? And it, it's it has never been an option, um, but then, you know, there's these things that come up, like I say. It's my son, Stephen. After high school, he went in the Marine Corps. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. He wanted to serve his country. It's amazing. What an honor. Until they sent him to Afghanistan. Seven months of not knowing what he was up to. Is he okay? Um, one of the hardest times of my life since I've been married. Steven's an awesome kid. He got out of the Marine Corps, uh, went to Votech to be a lineman, decided he didn't want to work that hard, so now he's in school to be an electrical engineer. Amazing. He didn't like high school either. So, you know, like I say, you know, life is is crazy. Um, you guys are all making choices for yourselves now, you know, and the thing that I can tell you is surround yourself with people that care about you, that you value, whether it's your parents, whether it's your grandparents, whether it's classmates, whether it's somebody at church. Um, it doesn't really matter, but Surround yourself with people that care about you, that will listen to you, um, and value you. Um, I always like people that talk to me instead of talk at me. People say, what is, what is that? Well, it's kind of like instead of telling you what to do, asking you for your opinion, listening to you, where you're at, and not tell you you should do something, but help you through it, if that makes sense. Um, like Brian said, I've been here, I, in June, I'll be finishing my 17th year here at Southwest. Southwest has been an amazing place for me. Um, before I came here, I was uh, working for, uh, for a commercial swimming pool company, and I wasn't really looking for a job, because I was happy doing what I was doing. And uh, 
I had friends that worked in the office here and, and everything, and they encouraged me to come and apply for the janitorial job because the guy that was here retired. And I came and I interviewed, and I've been here ever since. This is the greatest place. There's amazing people here at Southwest. I have great friendships with people, staff. I even have friendships with students, uh, current and past. Um, I run into them every now and then, and we always talk, whether it's at the grocery store or Twins game or wherever it might be. Um, so like I say, surround yourself with people that care about you. Um, whether And if you need to go further and uh, have professional help, it's there um, and use it because it, it makes a huge difference. And there's nothing in this world that God won't keep you from. He puts things in your path. But I'm a true believer that God will not give you anything that you can't handle. And I believe that. So the last story that I have is now that after 33 years of marriage, I am now single, and for a couple of years now, which is another turn that I never expected. And how, how do you deal with stuff like that? It's hard. Fortunately, I have my sisters, you know, the ones that I showed you, um, and my kids. I have the greatest relationship with all of my kids. We talk about everything. Like I say, I asked my daughter if I could share about pregnancy before she was married. Um, we talk about everything. I'm an open book to my kids. I feel it's better to be honest and truthful than to put out false things because it ends up catching up to you. So, as you can tell, I'm not a, a real good speaker. I kind of ramble. Um, but, like I say, Southwest is an amazing place. You guys are blessed to be here. Your parents have gone out of their way to send you here. So, thank your parents. And I thank you guys. Um, I'm going to cut it short because I don't think I have much help. Thank you for listening in on our Encounter podcast. You can find previous Encounter recordings and who will be coming in future weeks on our Southwest Christian High School webpage, www.swchs.org. Click on Student Life and Encounter. Again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, keep your eyes fixed, not on speakers, teachers, or institutions, but on Christ, the author and the perfecter of our faith.